Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed. In today's top stories, the school monitor seen on video seeming to hit a student at the Eulalie Rivera School has been arrested. Governor Albert Bryan Jr. has granted clemency to seven Virgin Islanders. A bill to combat illegal gambling in the territory is held in committee after receiving a lack of support from lawmakers. These stories and more on today's WTJX Newsfeed. From the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System Studios on St. Thomas, this is the WTJX Newsfeed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Welcome to the WTJX Newsfeed, bringing you the latest news and updates throughout our community. The school monitor at the heart of an incident caught on video involving a student at the Eulalie Rivera School has turned herself in at the Wilbur Francis Command Police Station in Frederickstead yesterday. According to VIPD, Spanisha Anderson turned herself in after a warrant was issued for her arrest earlier in the day. Charges against her include child abuse, simple assault and battery, aggravated assault and battery, and disturbance of the peace. Her bill was set at $1,500 and she is scheduled to appear in court on January 12th. Lawmakers on the Homeland Security, Justice, and Public Safety Committee held a billing committee that sought to amend sections of the Virgin Islands Code pertaining to gambling violations and the Virgin Islands Lottery Commission. The measure also sought to strengthen enforcement tools against illegal gambling and lottery operations. Virgin Islands Lottery Executive Director Raymond Williams told lawmakers during testimony that he'd been looking forward to the measure's enactment for more than four years. People are tired of the illegal influence that permeates our community. The bill increases the penalties for illegal gambling and makes those penalties consistent, regardless of the type of illegal gambling. The proposed legislation also included definitions of illegal gambling and increases of fines, such as the sales of out-of-territory lottery tickets from $200 to $1,000. Also in consideration, to strengthen the offense level from a misdemeanor to a felony. Julie Todman, the interim chief territorial public defender, was not in support of the measure. Increasing the fines and penalties is just not the best path to addressing these issues. And may I add that I have checked and I've only seen one arrest in August 2022 enforcing the rules that are presently on the books. So I do not believe, and our office do not believe, that increasing the penalties is the message that we want to send to this community when we are not enforcing the laws that are presently on the books. The bill was sponsored by Senator Diane Capehart and co-sponsored by Senator Angel Bolkes Jr., who stated that changes to the law had not been made in over 40 years. Director Williams said the attempts at enforcement are often dismissed due to a lack of probable cause. And until we put something that provides us the teeth to go out and enforce, it generally is a waste of time. And the, the illegal actors in our community recognize that this is a slap and a risk. Director of Security and Investigation for the Virgin Islands Lottery, Jakima Richards, shared one instance that highlighted the issue the department is facing. There's been one instance, like back in October, 
uh, in which an individual was in right in the process of selling Palais to an, to another individual, and when they started in um, officers, they basically showed a device, the illegal gaming device under the bar that was retrieved in addition to Puerto Rico tickets, Dominican um, lottery tickets, and a, a, of, um, a good amount of cash. But being that we couldn't, the, the officer at that particular time didn't see the transaction taking place, like mo moving money from hand to hand, all we basically did was detain the individual, inquire to where the stuff was, like just to get, just for more information as opposed, but the language, the language and the law and the title is so vague and outdated to the point that even when we have conducted prior, like taking it even further back and St. Croix, officers have conducted inspections and different things using a CI and gaining so much intel. And this was an, so an affidavit for a warrant was sent out and the judge sent it back basically saying to remove two charges. So even when those two charges were removed and an amended affidavit for a warrant was sent back out, nothing was done. Echoing much of the same sentiments as Director Williams, who shared during the hearing that the Virgin Islands is losing almost $80 million in revenue. Ms. Richards said the territory needs stringent laws. We also need stringent laws that we're able to execute and it not be so vague to a point that even with a plethora of evidence and intel and information being conducted and turned over for probable cause to effect, effect an arrest, something in the language whereas it can be more effective. Because just arresting people just because, and then when there's no conviction, is a waste of time. So at this, at this juncture, all we're doing is just confiscating all the illegal lottery tickets and gaming devices. But the minute we do that, within 30 minutes to an hour, they're back in the street because they're basically saying it's a misdemeanor. They are, well, they are fully aware of the laws and the type of constraints that we're having as far as effectuating an arrest or, or having powerful cars to effect such a set arrest. While lawmakers voice that changes do need to be made, they stated that the bill's current language does not address the root cause of the issue. With a lack of support by colleagues, Senator Bolquez moved to hold a bill in committee pending those changes. Governor Albert Bryan Jr. has granted clemency to seven individuals issuing pardons for six and commuting the sentence of one. The administration says it's their effort in offering second chances and fresh starts to people who have demonstrated change, personal growth, and advancement. Each of the seven individuals petitioned Governor Bryan to provide them with clemency relief. Governor Bryan commuted the sentence of Troy Patterson, age 55, who in 2019 was arrested and later pled guilty to the federal charge of possession of a firearm during the commission of a drug trafficking offense and unlawful use of a utility in violation of the Virgin Islands law. He was sentenced to five years on the federal offense and four months on the local offense. Mr. Patterson served four years in federal prison with what Government House says was an exemplary record. He was permitted to return to the Virgin Islands to serve the remainder of his federal sentence under home confinement. He was scheduled to report to the Bureau of Corrections to serve his time on the local conviction on the 21st. Governor Bryan stated he was commuting Patterson's four-month local sentence, 
so that he can continue working and not lose the progress he has made during his time after release. Governor Bryan also pardoned Irma George, age 69, a former law enforcement officer who was convicted in 1999 of embezzlement and was sentenced to a probationary period of two years and a payment of restitution, which was discharged on January 14, 2004. Also pardoned was Delano Sukuma Hunt, age 70, who was convicted in 1990 of possession of a controlled substance. He was sentenced to six months of probation. Lisimba Kitwana, age 66, was convicted in 1982 of a possession of an unlicensed firearm and was sentenced to 10 months of incarceration with four months suspended and one year of supervised probation. Also pardoned was Jean Grio Gonzalez, age 62, who was convicted of third-degree assault in 1986 and was sentenced to six months of incarceration, suspended with three years of supervised probation and 80 hours of community service. Ashwin Chugani, age 34, was convicted in 2014 of interfering with an officer and possession of an unlicensed firearm. He was sentenced to one year of imprisonment for the first offense and one year of imprisonment for the second. Both were to be run concurrently. He was discharged from his sentence on September 10, 2014. Also pardoned was Patricio Donestark Buncombe, age 28, who pleaded guilty in 2014 to one count of unauthorized possession of a firearm. He was discharged in August of 2014. You're listening to the WTJX News Feed. While the former Department of Planning and Natural Resources Commissioner, Attorney Don Henry, now serves as a senior advisor for Beyond Plastics, she was recently appointed to serve as a board member in the local nonprofit Island Green Living. She shared with us what she hopes to see while serving in this new role. I think that in the past, we have had the hierarchy in terms of dealing with waste, where recycling has been the top of that pyramid. And now we are learning that recycling, at least so far, and it goes back to how plastic material is being produced, that recycling is not very effective. Only, and this is the highest number I've seen, only 9% of plastics that people are putting in their recycling bin is being recycled. So when you think you're doing something good, you really aren't. So where I'm headed is we need to reduce our dependency on single-use plastic, it's the only solution. We have to reduce it. We have to reduce these packagings. And we have to move towards reuse and refill systems. So what I would like to see as a territory, waste management come up with a better plan or even put forward a plan for how we're going to manage our waste moving forward and it not just be we are um, putting everything in the landfill. We have to come up with a plan for the territory. And as being part of the, the, the board for Island Green Living, I would like to, as a board member, to be an advocate for us having a more comprehensive way of managing our waste. Shamari Haynes, the Deputy Commissioner for the Department of Tourism, provided an overview to lawmakers on the upcoming Cruising Christmas Festival 
at a Homeland Security, Justice, and Public Safety Committee meeting. His testimony indicated a low registration so far for not only the Children's Parade, but the Adults Parade as well. Some numbers for the various festival stakeholders are as follows. 29 registered booths, 19 registered food fair applicants. Please note that this number does not include the number of vendors who will be on hand with the cruise ship that is scheduled to be in Frederickstead on that day. Eight registered adult parade troops, four registered children parade troops. Mr. Haynes also shared with lawmakers that breaking from years-long tradition, Juve will not be held until sunrise. Well, we've been working with the Virgin Islands Police Department uh, from July. Uh, one of the concerns is to make sure that there is enough uh, sunlight, uh, daylight, adequate light, uh, which would aid uh, the police officers. We're just making sure that the overall Juve is safe. Uh, so it's going to start at sunrise. Uh, no Juve troops are going to be leading or starting at 3 a.m. The Juve troops are actually going to lead the Juve, uh, and the main Juve will follow. Again, that's January 4, 2024. VIPD Commissioner Ray Martinez shared that it was his call to change from the traditional 4 a.m. start time. Since I've taken this seat, uh, that has been my call to start the Juve later when they, at sunrise. Uh, it safeguards my officers and it safeguards the fact that we just have a generation of revelers who are um, at times can be uh, a lot more disruptive and as such it just safeguards the, um, the community on a whole. So if it was up to the division of festivals, they would have started it at 4 a.m. But this was totally a VIPD call. In our discussion with Anthony Weeks of the St. Croix Economic Development Initiative, on the closing of the 2023 USVI Winter Economic Summit. He shared that the territory's relationship with other countries continues to grow. We've also built a, a new bridge, if you will, between ourselves and South America. The CEO of Zentepi Resources, a publicly traded Australian company, the CEO attended the summit. And the reason for that is because lithium is the primary uh, mineral, if you will, uh, that it, that goes into the batteries that operates a lot of things, but more important, the transition from, from fossil fuel to uh, electric, electric vehicles for the next 50, 100 years. So what will happen is there is now a new partnership, an MOU signing between the U.S. Virgin Islands and Zentepi Resources for the, the development of St. Croix becoming a hub for part of the supply chain of lithium to help manufacture batteries and those batteries go into uh, electric vehicles. As a result of the partnership, the island of St. Croix could see job growth. Of the 35,000 workforce that exists, uh, Marcelina, only 700 manufacturing jobs are, as of, the, as of today, we only, have on, we only have 700 manufacturing jobs. And as you know, when the refinery was operational, the refinery employed um, thousands and thousands of jobs. And so integrating the lithium as part of that new supply chain from a manufacturing standpoint will help to mitigate that loss of uh, manufacturing jobs and bring it back to where it once was. But let me also say the governor is also a major proponent of uh, building a shipyard, shipyard industry. 
And so one of the, the, the things that we're doing currently as a low-hanging fruit is to be able, we're conducting the current economic feasibility study to determine uh, the type and size of a shipyard uh, that will help to repair uh, and maintain the 14,000 ships that come through the, the region. At a rules and judiciary hearing, Senator Ama Francis Heiliger probed for a response on violations by limousine service companies to licensing and consumer affairs commissioner nominee, Ms. Natalie Hodge. The problem that we're having right now with the taxi and the limousines is apparently they're acting like taxis. They're going down to the airport. They're stopping at taxi stands. They're driving Jeeps, which are not the definition of limousines here in the territory. What are you doing with enforcement? Because I'm, I'm hearing all these complaints on taxi drivers. Are you getting those same complaints as well? And how are you making sure that the law is enforced? So recently, we've been getting a lot of complaints about that. The DLCA, along with the Taxi Cab Commission, if the Taxi Cab Commission enforcement officer encounters that, they will notify the DLCA, and we do cite them for operating outside the scope of their license. You are right. Um, a limousine service is a luxury sedan and should pre be pre-arranged pre and not used as a taxi. You are listening to the WTJX News Feed. St. Thomas's first ever vegan and seafood festival is happening tomorrow at Yacht Haven Grand. Event organizer Roy Reed of Twin Dread Production says they've selected the best chefs for this event. This is going to be St. Thomas' first vegan and seafood event. We have done three of them at St. John already. We're going to have at least 20 to 25 vendors selling our vegan and seafood. The event will be set up between Indigo 4 and St. Thomas Social from 2 to 11 p.m. with bounce houses and a kid's corner. We selected the best cooks and chefs for this event. You know, we don't be picking up anybody out of the street. You know what I'm saying? These are local establishments already. We got Jamaicans involved. We got Haitians involved. It's a whole Caribbean mix-up thing going on with this event. You know what I'm saying? And that's the whole concept of the idea. To give everyone a taste, you know, of the Caribbean cuisine. As we continue in the news feed, we're turning now to our regional report. The leaders of Guyana and Venezuela met yesterday in St. Vincent and ultimately promised that neither side would use threats or force against each other. They failed, however, to reach an agreement on how to address dispute over the Esquibo region that's rich with oil and minerals. Guyana's President Irfam Ali said that peace must be at the forefront. I want to say that we agreed with all the regional partners that the priority is peace and that every threat of force or the use of force must be denounced and that every party must take responsibility. We made it very clear that Guyana is not the aggressor. Guyana is not seeking war, but Guyana reserved the right to work with all our partners to ensure the defense of our country. All our partnership is based on the defense of our territorial integrity and our sovereignty. President Ali continued to maintain that the matter should be decided by the International Court of Justice. There is absolutely no retreat by Guyana in ensuring that this matter is determined by the ICJ and that the outcome of this matter at the ICJ be respected by all. In our final updates on the newsfeed, meteorologist Eric Weglars has the territory's weather forecast.
Here's the latest look at the short-term forecast of the Virgin Islands. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. Mostly cloudy skies and scattered showers will continue this afternoon area-wide. Temperatures will reach the upper 80s at St. Croix. Winds in the east at 15 to 20 miles per hour. At St. Thomas and St. John, we'll find temperatures a few degrees cooler in the middle 80s. Winds from the east-northeast at 20 miles per hour. Gusts occasionally to 25. Tonight's will feature scattered showers tapering off early area-wide to mostly clear skies. Lows will fall back into the middle and upper 70s at St. Croix. Winds from the east at 15 to 20 with gusts as high as 25. At St. Thomas and St. John, stronger winds expected from the east-northeast at 20 to 25 with gusts occasionally over 30. Showers take a little bit longer to decrease in coverage overnight there. Saturday will feature mostly cloudy skies with numerous showers through the day, especially in the afternoon. Temperatures will reach the middle 80s at St. Croix. Winds from the east at 15 to 20. Again, gusts as high as 25. And at St. Thomas and St. John will also find showers as well. Temperatures hold in the middle 80s. Winds from the east-northeast at 20 to 25 with gusts occasionally near 30. That's the latest look at the short-term forecast. I'm meteorologist Eric Weglars. We are at the end of today's WTJX News Feed. I'm Marcelina Ventura Douglas. Join me every weekday at 5 p.m. If you haven't already, be sure to download the WTJX app. And if you missed a part of our news, you can listen to it on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Have a safe and happy weekend.